0: And welcome to Real Talk Sports with Rico. I'll be your host today as so I just want to go ahead and quickly go ahead and thank our platform anchor for actually giving us a platform here to host our show. And then also to want to go ahead and thank all our fans out there that have been chiming in here every week on some of the topics that we've had here. So today we have an exciting show. Um, first and foremost, we will be talking about Uh, Giannis and LeBron James here for the MVP race. Who do we think is going to win that? And then, you know, my thoughts once more about Zion Williams, excellent rookie here for the New Orleans Pelicans, and really the comparison between him and Luka Doncic. I wanted to go over my thoughts here as I know that this was brought up here earlier in the week last week about who would you want to start a franchise with um, and then lastly, are the Houston Rockets for real in the NBA here? Are they for real in the West? So that's our show for today. So let's first start off here with Giannis um, at a two, tuna cupola versus LeBron James here for the MVP race. And look, I, I mean, when you look at this situation, I talked about it uh, just about a couple of days ago about the whole James Harden versus Giannis situation with the MVP. And I stand by this, too, that, you know, the NBA is a lot like the world in the sense that it's driven by narratives. And unfortunately for this, you know, I looked at the statistics here and you look at the the stats here. So LeBron, he's averaging 25 points. He has 7.8 rebounds and 10.6 assists, which is actually leading the league. And then you look at Giannis here. He's actually averaging 29.9 points per game here, 13.8 in the rebounds, and 5.8 in assists. I look at the comparison between the two, and first and foremost, I mean, you look at LeBron, I mean, he's averaging, well, both of them, well, more LeBron, he's, he's damn near averaging a triple-double every every game, and then it's the way that LeBron is doing it. And when you look at statistically where the Los Angeles Lakers are right now, they're 46-13. and Milwaukee is 52-8. and I looked up the research here. Now, last year, Giannis was able to pull away with the MVP. Now, I did look at Milwaukee, and they actually won 60 games and lost 22. So they're actually on pace to either either do better or about the same here with what they have uh, with the remaining of the season. And you look at the Lakers – Last season here, they were 37 and 45. And so right now they're 46 and 13. So two things kind of stand out to me in that situation. So if we're looking at narratives, I mean, you look at Milwaukee and I know Milwaukee's playing in a smaller market than Los Angeles, but theoretically, if you're a voter, I mean, Milwaukee is actually on pace to kind of do exactly what they did last year. Okay. Now, the thing is, Is Milwaukee going to move further? You know, I don't know. That's something that's yet to be seen here. I mean, the East is definitely up for the taking, and it is there for them, certainly, you know, if they can grasp it. But when I look at it from a narrative standpoint, I mean, Milwaukee's doing exactly what they've done before. I looked at uh, statistically here what the two had done a year ago, too. Let me go into that. Giannis, 27-7. and 5.9 with the assists and 12.5 with the rebounds. LeBron, 27 and four. 8.3 in assists and 8.5 in rebounds. So you look at it statistically, Giannis is actually up in points and his assists are down slightly and his rebounds are up slightly this year. I still don't think he's gonna win the MVP. And here's the reason why. When you look at LeBron James and you look at his numbers, He actually is scoring less this year, but you look at the assist total, they've gone up by about another three assists and his rebounds have actually gone down. So it's, it's, it's one of the things where, again, from a narrative standpoint, Los Angeles is way ahead of where they were last season. Um, It is a proud franchise. They are going to make the playoffs, no doubt about it. And, it's yet to be seen if they're going to be number one here in the West but you know right now they're having a fabulous season and you can not help but say that LeBron James is the linchpin in that I mean yes you could simply say okay well look at who he's playing with and this is this is true this is true I mean he's playing with you know Claude, what is Pope he's playing with, uh, you know, he's playing with uh, Anthony Davis. And I'm sorry for for going ahead and butchering Pope's last name there. But, you know, you know, he's playing with Anthony Davis, who is a top five player. He's playing with Rajon Rondo, who's played in a championship before Uh, Frank vocal, who's been in some big Eastern Conference games over there with the Indianapolis Pacers or Indiana Pacers, excuse me, can't pronounce anything today. And then you look at, uh, you know, also they have Dwight Howard, who's been a superstar in his own. JaVale McGee, who's won a ring before, you know. You look at, um, you know, you look at what they have, you know, also too with, you know, Morris coming off the bench as well. Um, And you look at just Cal Kuzman, who's, you know, was one of the top rookies in his class. So, I mean, you have... A roster that is just geared to basically either win it or they're going to come damn near close, right? And yeah, LeBron, man, he's making highlight clips, you know? And the thing is, you know, you can go, okay, well, Giannis is outscoring him, but LeBron doesn't have to score as much on a daily basis, man. He, he pretty much can just be a distributor, right? And being a distributor is kind of what makes LeBron James look awesome, right? Because you see this big powers forward guard coming at you, getting boards at will, scoring on you on the post at will, and then dropping dimes on you. You know what I mean? Like it's it's pretty much that's LeBron James, right? And he wins games that way. And so, you know, look, as good as Giannis is playing and as good as Milwaukee is playing, I'm, I'm even willing to bet this even if the Milwaukee Bucks make it to the NBA Finals, I still don't think Giannis would win that. And I think it, the the award is given out before the, the the finals anyway, I believe. You know, I have to go back and check the statistics here. But I, I, it would shock me if Giannis were to win over LeBron. I just think that LeBron, he he's going to win the MVP. I mean, it is going to be tight. It is going to be close, but... I just think with what the Lakers are doing and I think that, you know, Doris Burke kind of talked about it a little bit here um, when the Lakers were playing the Pelicans here last night about the fact that, you know, the Lakers might be on one of a, a historical run in the sense that it's right up there with like your golden state warriors and, you I I can't believe she mentioned the Chicago Bulls, like, you know, because the Chicago Bulls 97-98 team was just phenomenal. So, I mean, obviously, I don't think they're going to win 73 games, but as far as the run and the role that they are on, I must give it to the Lakers in the sense that they're playing terrific basketball. And the way that they're playing basketball, I mean, it's, it's, they're just cutting teams up, you know, they have Avery Bradley is another guy I forgot about, you know, he played some big minutes for Boston, the Clippers, defensive specialist can knock down threes. I mean, they're looking pretty good. They're looking pretty darn good. They're looking good. And I mean, the bottom line is for me, and this has always been the question, you know, I thought first off is it was going to be, you know, could they keep? anthony davis healthy you know i knew what lebron was probably going to give you with this roster but the question was were were they going to be able to keep anthony davis healthy and right now they've been able to do so they've been able to do so okay and the next thing is you know they're obviously i think they're in a situation where they should they should easily easily uh, you know hopefully advance to the western conference finals you think okay So, I mean, they're in perfect position, you know, they're playing as they need to play right now. And the big question for the Lakers is going to be, are they going to have enough coming off that bench? And are their legs going to be, are they going to be fresh enough when it comes down to winning time? That that's the critical answer. That's the, that's the things that the Lakers have to answer. And, you know, I know we can throw out there, well, you know, Coach Vogel hasn't won anything. Who gives a damn? You know, we, we all know that LeBron James is really the coach on the team. I mean, let's just say it, right? But, and the bottom line is, you can throw that out there. It's, it's like, okay, well, can can Frank Vogel, you know, go ahead and advance deep into the playoffs? Is, is he Is he battle-tested as a coach? Because there are instances in the game that you are going to need to call the critical timeout or you're going to need to draw up something, you know, for guys to get buckets or to get stops. So, I mean, you can't discredit that part of the game, okay? So, you do have to manage NBA players. So, will they be able to manage this roster through this? That's a huge question. That's a huge question. And, you know, with Giannis and the Bucks, I mean, to me, I think that they've got – I don't want to say the easiest path, but as far as the Eastern Conference is concerned, to me, it's only a couple heavy hitters out there. You know, when I look at the bottom half of this thing, really the only thing that scares me from the bottom half teams has got to be the Indiana Pacers. You know, they're 36 and 24. And I think to me, they're a better team than, than they've put on record-wise. And I mean, I think that you're gonna see that, especially if Victor Olandepo is able to play at a high level like he was playing last year. It can be a scary club. It can be a scary club. But right now, as it looks, I mean, Milwaukee has got this thing locked up and they're looking to either face uh, the Brooklyn Nets or the Washington Wizards. And I expect for them to take care of business Um, you know, up until, again, I think that they should be in the conference finals. I really do. You know, I think this is the year that they get there. And I think this is the year that maybe Giannis doesn't win the hardware as far as the MVP, but he might win the bigger trophy in the sense that he's going to have a chance for the Larry O'Brien trophy for the first time in his career. And I I know, you know, you can look at this thing and you go, hey, what about the Toronto Raptors? I like them. I like them. I mean, I love the fact that Toronto Raptors throw bodies at you. Boston is really playing really, really well with Jason Tatum. Still my 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 favorite in the East, the Miami Heat. I think if they can just piece it together, you know, they're starting to pick it up a little bit. You know, I think there can be a scary club. in the 76ers, uh, you know, the Magic uh, and the Nets, uh, you know, who, who really cares probably until they end up getting Kevin – Durant back next year anyway and a healthy Kyrie Irving so the bottom line is that yeah I, I think that LeBron James is going to win this thing and I just think that yes he's playing the better basketball let's give LeBron let's give LeBron credit he is playing terrific basketball he's feeding people so I mean he's setting the plate for the Lakers he is he is he's setting the plate for the Lakers and I think that when you look at the responsibility between Giannis and LeBron, I think that LeBron's responsibility is probably a bit higher because if LeBron is not clicking, right? If he's not getting guys in into their spots where they're comfortable where they can score, this Lakers team struggles. It struggles when he's out. But Giannis on the other hand, again, and we talked about this before, When you look at the Bucs and you look at the fact that if Giannis goes down, you still have Chris Middleton out there. You still have Eric Bledsoe out there. And you still have a ton of other players that have played well in other situations. Like the Lopez brothers, they played well before. Pat Covington, he played with Portland. He can knock down threes, kind of jump out the gym. Um, you know, they've got DaVinci over there, too, as well. So I, I like what they have, you know what I mean, other than Giannis. Like, they could win some games. They have George Hill, who's been in the NBA Finals and stuff like that. So they have guys who can win games aside, you know, when Giannis is out. But with the Lakers, LeBron is a huge huge, huge, huge gear to this thing. If LeBron is not out there, they struggle for the most part. They struggle, and they struggle in the sense to try to get into the sets and get to the places that they need to get to. I mean, he's just basically the quarterback on the floor. So yeah, I think that LeBron's going to win this thing, and that's that's my, that's that's my take there. And so moving forward, we're going to talk about Zion Williams, and we're going to talk a little bit here about the New Orleans Pelicans and also, to Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks here. So, you know, first and foremost, my game tape, and I've got a chance to look at Zion Williams here for the third time, I believe. And so – When I look at Zion Williams, I I thought that initially I was saying, okay, he's a lot like a Charles Barkley, but kind of athletic. And that's that's like back in the day. But when I look at players now that he's more modernized, kind of, you know, when we compare to a modernized player, (laughs) modernized player, I'm talking about here within the last 10 years or so. He really reminds me a lot. And he, I think he's like in the statistic too with him as well. But he reminds me a lot of Blake Griffin. But and I say this in the sense, like, in all due respect, but he's a lot he's a lot more probably athletic than Blake was. Okay, and I say that they compare in this sense that both of them came into the league and both had knee surgeries, although Blake Griffin's knee surgery was was pretty major. I mean, he had a microscopic, you know, uh, knee surgery. So, I mean, that that basically lost a year. But when I look at the fact of how they play, they both play above the rim. They both attack, 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 attack. And that reminds me a lot of kind of like an early uh, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin combination with the Clippers. I got a chance to watch that up close. And then also, too, you know, with Zion Williams, when I look at the way he's able to attack people, I mean, he's just basically like he doesn't have a nickname yet, but I think we should call him the Z train. I mean, basically, that's what it is, because he essentially steamrolls his way to the rim. I mean, that's where a lot of his buckets are made, you know, and it's like that's the one thing about Zion Williams right now. When you look at his post up game and you look at the way he's able to attack defenders, I had a chance to look at that. When he had, like, Kuzman on the box, man, like, Kuzman literally, when you look at the post-up situation, and I know, like, if you're looking at an, an NBA game, you're looking at a court right now, there's, like, the charge line, and then there's, like, the box. Consistently, Zion Williams gets guys under that box. Like, literally, he only has the turn with one dribble, and it's either, if you don't get the strip on him, you either foul him or he's dunking on you. Right. And he's dunking on you with authority. That's what I love about Zion Williams thus far. I love the fact that not only has he been one of the most anticipated rookies here, probably in a decade, but he's tremendous in the fact that he understands his skill set. He understands that he is a power player and he understands how to get to his sweet spots. You know, when I look at what he's doing from the field, I mean, folks, he's averaging fifty nine point three Percentage from the field. I mean, that means that almost 60% of the time that he gets like the shot up, it's going in the bucket. You know what I'm saying? Like you can only get like 100% and 60% of those are dunks is just buckets. Like it is buckets. And the great thing about Zion Williams and the fact is Zion has really got himself into a terrific situation because when you look at the New Orleans Pelicans and you look at what they're doing, they're fifth in the NBA in fast break points. And I love their roster, man. Like Brandon Ingram, tough, tough. JJ Redick, great shooter. Frank Johnson, or Frank Jackson, excuse me, out of Duke playing well. You have Drew Holiday. You have Derek Favors who played for Utah. You know, you have Nikel Alexander-Walker. Um, you know, that's that's uh, the cousin here of Shea Alexander. Etai Moore played some big minutes here for this this team. Uh, You you have Okafor here, Jamel Okafor, who was the rookie of the year in his own right. And so when I look at this, man, and they're 26 and 34, they're ninth by two games. This is an exciting team, man. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, look, the Lakers simply may be drinking the wine here now from that trade with Anthony Davis but rest assured rest assured in the next couple years the pelicans they will be drinking the champagne you can book it this team is looking good they're looking really really good they're looking exciting and the one thing that i love about zion williams is if he develops a consistent jump shot you know right now he's 40 40 41.7 from three-point land not that i mean it's good You know what I mean? But I think he's going to have to get better because as that athleticism slows down, because he's already a knee surgery in, we have to, you know, we have to factor that in, folks. But the the, the good thing about him is he was 19. Blake, on the other hand, was much older, you know, when he was a rookie and when he had his first knee surgery. So he has youth on his side. And I do believe that, yes, he is one of the most powerful two-footed jumpers in the league. And it's tremendous to watch. Now, when you ask me between him and Luka Doncic, which I would want to start a, a franchise with, that's that's just not even fair. You know, what I mean, like Luka Doncic, twenty-eight and six, nine and four with the rebounds, and eight point eight from an assist standpoint. And Zion Williams, by the way, he's averaging about six rebounds a game. And so I look at this, and I look at his roster. I mean, he's got Willie Collins, Seth Curry, Michael Kidd Gilchrist on there, and he's got. Uh, you know, poor Zingas on there. He's got uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Jalen Brunson, who won in college, J.J. Barrera, who's won here in the NBA, Justin Jackson, just to name a couple. So when I look at that roster and I look at what Luka Doncic is doing, when you ask me who who is like who is the most comparable to LeBron James? This is a tough question because I think that Luka Doncic's game is tailored to be a lot like LeBron James. But I feel like Zion Williams has the power that LeBron James, he has like even more power than LeBron James has. He is yet to show that he can actually distribute at a high level. And then also, too, he has to obviously step it up from the rebound standpoint. So he's going to have to basically be a situation where instead of him going into the post he would have to be more of a point forward and that's kind of what Luka Doncic is when you look at the way his his style of play is he is a point forward and it's 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 beautiful you know his footwork and the way he's able able to maneuver through defenses is spectacular and really when you look at the 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 Dallas Mavericks on paper to be honest with you, man, I think that, man, I, I like the Pelicans roster more. But the problem, or not the problem, I shouldn't say, but the upside is with Luka Doncic is because he does so much, draws so much attention, and he could do so many other things, and the fact that, he, I, I will give it to him, he is playing with an elite superstar with Kendrick's, uh, uh, yeah, Kendrick's uh, Pozingas here. You know, who was a star in his own right for the Knicks before he came over. So when you look at the fact that he does have a superstar with him, it, it, it's like, man, I, gosh, that is that's so tough. That's so tough. I, ooh, man, I kind of I like I like Luka Dockage, though, you know, and it's nothing to take away from Zion Williams because it's like I, I want them both. But for me right now, with what what Dockage can do, I mean, he can do everything. I mean, he can shoot the three, he can take you to the cup, he can dunk on you, he can rebound, you know, he can get guys open. I mean, he does everything. He does everything, everything on the floor, everything on the floor. And, you know, I think Zion Williams is just not there yet, but I think his upside is scary, like scary, scary. You know, and Luka Doncic here in his, what, second year, he's got the Mavericks sitting seventh, and they're like one of the most scariest teams here in the West, if you ask me, you know, at 37 and 24. So that's kind of my thoughts there on those two rookies and and Zion Williams and his play. And so lastly, I come down to the Houston Rockets and we'll close the show with, are the Houston Rockets serious? I don't know. I don't know if we could say the Houston Rockets are serious. I mean, yes, they're playing some of their best ball, but they always are playing some of their better ball. Last year, I think they won 52 games. Right now they're at 39 games here. Uh, 21 and 8 at home, 18 and 12 away, 7 and 4 in the division, um, 24 and 16 in the conference. They won their last six games here. They're eight out of the last two. Yeah, they're, they're one of the hotter teams in the league. They're one of the hotter teams in the league. And yes, they're exciting. They're exciting to watch. They are. But the question for me, and always it always has been with a Mike Dantoni team is defensive stops. And I know we go, whoa, you know, it's it's a, it's a scores league and all this and all that and blah. blah. I get it. You still have to stop people. And that's one thing that Mike D'Antoni's system has not figured out. And I'm dating back to the time when he, you know, coached the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns were terrific. I mean, they had Steve Nash. They had Amar Stoudemire, Leandro Barbosa. Um, you know, Grant Hill played through that system. Doris, uh, Doris, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, gosh, I can't even think of his name. Dial. DL, yeah, Doors DL. Then you also had, uh, you know, Grant Hill played in that system as well. Um, you know, Raja Bell. I mean, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a system where guys can pretty much sit out there and get buckets all the time. You know, you can get buckets. You certainly can get buckets. But the question is, they just couldn't get stops. So, I mean, it's like if you're scoring 132 or whatever the case may be, you have to get you have to get stops. And that's Bohr's DL, actually. So excuse me for, for messing up his name. But yeah, you, you still have to get stops. And you look at the, the way the rockets are constructed, it's the same type of roster. Okay. It's the same type of roster. It's the same exact type of roster. It's the same exact type of roster. And, yeah, they don't have Clint Capella. I mean, I like what they have when they bring over a Damari Carroll. I like that they have Tyson Chandler. He is the one one big here who has some experience there. You know, you do have Robert Covington. He's a great defensive defensive prowess, and I think he's one of the reasons why they're playing well because, to me, when you look at it, he actually kind of reminds me a lot of what Trevor Ariza was, right? this is why Houston fell off the last couple of years folks is because they couldn't lock people down on the outside other than PJ Tucker. So this is one of the reasons why I think you can say Houston has a chance. They do have a chance. they have a chance because defensively they're a little bit better. I like PJ Tucker on the outside too um, you know I, I G, Jeff Green it, it depends on what Jeff Green you get. But when I look at this roster, I go, okay, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a challenge, man, because, look, Russell Westbrook, since leaving OKC or since Kevin Durant departed, he's only been out of the first round one time. Okay, now this is a superior team. If Houston does not get out of the first round, rest assured, everybody's got to go. I mean, you you literally have to go to yourself. What the hell? And, and the situation is with this too. And what I find interesting is if Houston has to play OKC in the first round, I think that that is really seriously. I think it might be one of the tougher first round matchups and it would be one of the most exciting ones. And I could see Chris Paul possibly reigning on Houston's parade. I really could. I really could. So my thing is, if Houston is for real, I think they have to avoid OKC in the first round. That's one. I don't I don't know if they want OKC in the first round. Two, I think that they're going to have to they're going to have to play defense on critical in critical moments, really they are. Because when you look at it, they're going to have to find a way to stop a guy like Kawhi and Paul George. You're going to have to find a way to stop Anthony Davis or LeBron like you if you're going to advance and you're you're serious you're you're serious about winning a chip and you're serious about coming out of the west you have to legitimately be able to shut down one of those guys with the Lakers I don't think you have the size with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George I don't know who's really going to keep up with them you know because Kawhi is kind of like that's the dynasty destroyer himself. Like, I don't know if it's possible to stop him. Now, Paul George, is it possible to slow him down? Perhaps. I mean, he is having one of the worst seasons that he's had, you know, as a professional maybe, but then that's where the Clippers depth comes in. And that's where it's kind of like, okay, you shut him down, but could you stop Lou Williams? Could you stop much Montrez Harrell who has a size advantage? And Oh, by the way, used to play for the Houston Rockets. So, you know, for a fact, he would have some added bonus in wanting to take out the Rockets as well. So it's going to be interesting to me. And to say that Houston is going to, I'm not going to say it's a cakewalk, but I've just kind of laid out what they would need to possibly advance. And so with that being said here, this is the show for today. I just want to go ahead and thank Anchor, our platform, for supporting our show. And I want to thank all our fans out there for chiming in here on a week-to-week basis on our topics. We will be back with some more exciting topics. This is Rico with Real Talk Sports. We'll see you next time.